There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. From B105 in Cincinnati, it's the Jesse and Anna podcast. So when I leave here tonight, I'm going to drive down to Tennessee for the weekend. Yep. I'm technically closer to Tennessee right now in Oakley than where I live in Silverton. By what? Like 10 minutes? Less than that. Okay. Okay. So I realized when I got to work today, though, that my ID, my driver's license, is missing. And I... I have a temporary one as I wait on the new one, right? Yeah. So they printed me a piece of paper at the DMV a couple of days ago, and I folded it up. And somehow yesterday, I lost it. Mm-hmm. I've been losing a lot of things lately, and I lost it. But I know for a fact in my mailbox at home is the <laughs> – I shouldn't say that. There's a, The new one has arrived, and I need to go get it. Okay. But I was just going to be like, I'll just go to Tennessee, and I'll come back and get it on whatever day, Sunday. Which is because crazy. I was like, I got to go out of my way just to get my mail. And Anna has, I guess, talked some sense to me. She goes, you're going to go all the way to another state without your driver's license? Well, Jesse, you normal. I'm actually shocked at this because normally you are the rule follower. You're like afraid to do anything that isn't, you know, right. And you are OK with driving four hours each way in another <laughs> state. You don't. I know that you follow the rules, but you don't know. What if you get pulled you over? You don't. I, I will you're say this. A little, and then you're like, well, I know. I don't have it. They're not going to care what your excuse I'm is. I'm going to go home and get it. But you my, are? my, yeah. You because should. you got me all thinking about it now. Well, but I'm also the same guy that for the most, I can't remember the last time I got pulled over. The last time I got a ticket <laughs> was literally 20 you years You need ago. to knock on some wood. I well, can't believe you I just said this that out all loud. the time. That's not wood. I okay. say this all the time. <laughs> but yes, you That's, never yeah. know. You it's the law. You should drive. I mean, you yeah. should talk your driver around without a license plate on there so I mean I mean, you, listen, <laughs> I admit that I don't follow all the rules all the time, but you being okay with just going out of state uh, without a like, driver's license. Uh, check the records. I'm I, I, that's what I imagine <laughs> happening. Like, the officer pulls you over, and they're like, all right, ID and registration or whatever. And you're like, well, you see. Sir, let me explain. I, don't I had, have the, an I had ID. it all folded up, <laughs> and I don't know there where it went. I think yeah. I dropped it on the way to Covington Yard yesterday in northern Kentucky. Likely story. I don't know where it's at. So, yeah, I'm going to go home. I'm just okay. an efficiency person, and I like Knowing, like, I'm already closer to Tennessee. Now I have to backpedal just to follow the but law. But you even said, <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm just rough life. But you even said yourself, it's a couple of minutes. It's probably 15 You're minutes. You're going to be just fine. I know I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I'm just going to leave here 15 minutes early. Yeah, don't worry about me. I'll hold down the are fort. You, are you good? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Why don't you just get on out of here? <laughs> I've got the rest of the show. All right. Here's Sam Hunt. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll be here for at least another hour. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's the plan. Oh, oh, we got multiple people calling on the phone line oh, here, boy. I'm sure. Let's 
trying to talk me out of yeah, making a bad let's decision. Get these calls. So I normally never drive with my license, and I'm a cop's kid times two. So the only time I ever need my license is usually when I'm going to purchase alcohol. So I think you'd be okay. Whoa, oh. hold on. Both your you, parents are cops. Both your parents are cops. That's why you're okay. Are you going out of state? Then you're probably not. No, I, no I'm not joking. Like, I, even when I go out of state, I normally do not know where my, where my license is. Okay. What do you say? I'm a cop's the, kid times cop two? Don't you know who my parents are? <laughs> yeah. What? That's not going to work I, I got to be honest. And we, we got to run. I appreciate you calling, but I was not expecting me. someone to call and defend me. <laughs> me um <laughs> Man. Jesse, what are you going to say? Don't you know who I am? Jesse Jack, B105. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah, we don't care. They're like, sir, this is London, Kentucky. <laughs> you're you're in Jellico. <laughs> your truck's getting towed. Hop in the oh, back I, of I don't the cop take, car. Don't take that piece of junk of mine now. Now, there's probably a police officer listening. He's just going to oh, wait gosh. right stop, outside stop, the stop, station. Stop. Don't give me any ideas. Okay. <laughs> I'm walking home. <laughs> but I don't know. Better yet. You're driving me home. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look what you just brought upon yourself. You need to feel, live life the on pain. the edge. Well, I've been saying that to you since I've known you. Yeah. you got time to feel some consequences, Anna. Well. <laughs> How is this, again, now Now I found myself in your shoes somehow. Breaking the rules. Jesse, you know the saying, uh, fake it till you make it? Yeah. I guess that's actually a true, it's actually true. So the average person feels insecure about five times a day. And then if you're like, you're like me, it's like, I amp that up just a little bit more. Uh, with that, if you fake your confidence, if you're having an insecure moment and then you fake your confidence, majority of people say that by the end of it, they really do feel the confidence that they originally were just faking. Yeah, it, like when you when you mentioned this, the very first thing I thought about is when I had to go outside in the Speedo. Yeah, that's a great example. I lost yes. a bet last year. I had to put on an American flag Speedo. Yeah. I had to go shirtless, basically pantless. I, all I had was a Speedo on. I had to wash Big Dave's truck. Yeah. And I did not want to do it. And the only way that I could do it was to put myself in, like, this bulletproof mode of you can't hurt me. Yeah. I'm going to go out here, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to be confident. And it was this visceral confidence that I don't know where it came from. And I literally felt just fine out there. I was not worried. I was not scared. Nothing. Nothing could get me. But originally, it was almost like fake. It was fake confidence. I did, yes. Until it, until it wasn't. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. I stood behind a garage door. And before the garage door opened up to let me out, I was back there taking deep breaths like. <sighs> yeah. And once that door opened, I had shades on. I had a gold <laughs> chain on. And I had like a swagger. And I remember after the fact, you said to me, like, that was not Jesse. Yeah. that's And it wasn't really me. It was me pretending to be something else. But it worked. But it worked. And you felt good about it at the end. This is what I this is what I do when I go on stage. Is it? <laughs> no, yeah, I fake I fake it. Usually when I get off stage, people are like, I couldn't tell you were nervous. Well, that's because you've been drinking. No, I... You don't fake it. You get all... You get you, you knock back a couple shots. Not every time I get on stage. I've no. never seen you go on stage dry. Well, maybe you haven't. <laughs> but I'm like, I had a job before this. Just the five this. times. I had a job before uh, this, so uh, okay. yeah, I would have to host events on stage. So the only like the only thing to do would be to fake it, and then you get up there, and then by the end of it, I was like, oh, that wasn't bad at all. It really isn't that, and bad. no one could tell. Yeah, see, so it and nobody could convince right, you that I'm it's gonna, gonna be okay. I'm gonna take that as a little. Uh, that felt like a challenge right there. What to do a stage announce sober? <laughs> yeah, you, that you think I've never done that? 
I've never seen it. Okay, cool. There's All right. your challenge. Challenge accepted. Ex- yeah. I accept that you that's accept my challenge. I accept. I'd like to see that. Yes, we can Boy. do that. Oh, she's going to be. Got to get my fake confidence built up. Jesse, the other day I mentioned to you a confession, really, that I spent almost $400 on new jeans. I have fallen off the wagon with my spending once again, um, which is sad because back in January, I went through this whole situation where I, you know, you were my financial advisor Mm -hmm. and I listened to what you said and I saved up money for the first time in my life. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars in one month Mm -hmm. because I just really stuck to the plan. And what was the real quick? What was part of what you did that made you get to it? And you had to cut out. Some of your lifestyle, right? Yes. I, I just overspend. I love to spend money. That's really all it is. It's not that I, I can't save money. I just enjoy spending yeah. the money instead. So, anyways, I've gotten out of control. I want to get back to my January self. So, I've picked up not one shift at the bar, two shifts at the bar. I'm going to make some extra cash on the side, bartend. Uh, I'm not going out this weekend. I was invited to plans tonight, and I said, nope. The whole weekend, you have decided to stay home. I'm not going out at all. The only time I'm going out is to go work at the bar. That is the most impressive thing to me. Because I'm actually going out of town. I am legit going into a different state for the weekend to see my family. Spending money. i got to pay for gas to get there. Lord knows what I'm going to buy when I'm down there. Probably pizza. Even on Sunday, I... Home and I was so, like, Mom, so, I'm coming over. So, oh, you're going over to your, okay, got I'm going it. to my parents. You're going over to your parents. <laughs> That's how you know. But you're staying home tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. It, are you going to be, is this going to put you back into that mode where you're just driving circles around Oakley again? You did that last time because you got so bored. You were like scared to be at home. Yeah. Who says that ever stopped? <laughs> are you proud of yourself? Are you I'm proud not, of yourself this I weekend mean, to be? It's better to drive around Oakley than to, listen, Jesse, I'm saving money. I'm trying my best. You're surviving, I'm not a, thriving. You're like Reba. I'm a survivor. So uh, what? You have advice for me? My suggestion is instead of looking at what you can't do in a weekend, you can't go out. Yeah. At the beginning of the month, because today's tomorrow's April 1st, oh, put yeah. together a spending plan. I haven't been doing that since January, and that is why I think I got out of control. So I do have something set up for April, and I... I do know what I can spend, and I actually have plans for what I would like to buy. I'm, I'm going to take a trip. So, That was the other thing I was going to say was have a goal in mind and how much you need each month towards that goal. And so I do have that set up. It's just, it's yeah, it's really just me being, I have no self, I don't have self-control. I mean, I'm being honest. So that's hey, really. I, there's yeah. an adrenaline rush, rush when you go shopping. Oh, my God. Me, yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah. that's really what it is. But all right. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Which trip are you going on? What's your goal? Don't you, Jesse? What you're not? You don't want to say? No, you don't have to say if you don't want it. Am I spilling the beans here? You are. I'm going to Thailand. Oh, I was guessing Branson. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Anna. You were surprised when I told you this that I do have a spontaneous side to me, and I flex that muscle today. Apparently so. What you're going to Knoxville? Yeah, just a last minute trip. Yeah. By last minute, I made this decision maybe about ten o'clock this morning. Like, I didn't have any bags packed or anything. And I realized, I was like, I have my weekend free. I'm just going to go down and see my brother, see my family, my nephews. And uh, everybody thinks I'm so planned out and so particular about all of these things. But I'm like, I can make spontaneous decisions. So this is just to prove that. It's also the same guy who, if on a Wednesday you say, do you want to go grab a bite to eat after work? He's like, ah, I haven't had 24-hour well, notice. But all of a sudden... True. 
all of a sudden you're spontaneous. You're going to Knoxville this weekend. Last weekend, like the day of, you asked me if I want to go to a oh, comedy Chris, show. John yeah, show Taft Theater. At the very it was last 24 minute. hours beforehand. I, I think it's the woman that you've been dating. I think she's an adventurous spirit. She and is. she's rubbing off on you a little bit. You're like, oh. maybe all a little of a bit. Sudden, it's it's encouraged me to be a little bit more go with the flow. But um, I've just noticed since you've been seeing her, you have been a little more adventurous, oh, spontaneous. Really, you you seem like you are doing more things. I that is since, true. I have been doing more things. Her. Some yeah. of it is because of her, like with her, but um. Yeah, it just oh. felt, uh, it was like gloomy this morning, a long weekend with no plans. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go down to Tennessee. I go down about every month, month and a half or so. You go, you do go down there a lot, but you have a free place to stay. You got to hang out with your nephews, see your brother. I like how that's one of your things you say. Free you got a free to place to stay. I hey. never, that never factors in. No, yes, don't act like that doesn't matter. You would be going to Knoxville once a month if you had to pay for a hotel each time. That is a fair point, but I guess okay. I've never had to. Hey, exactly. To go down there, so it, yeah. it doesn't go into my... What? You pay for gas? They probably cook you dinner, too, don't they? The last time your uh, twin brother called, I think yeah. he said he paid for your dinners while you were down there. Well, yeah. I pay yeah. for his when he comes up here. I, I do have to pay for gas. It's like $60, $70 in gas. Yeah. All right. You're free not, dinners, I'm, free place to stay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the way you run... I'm so glad you're running things through this money filter again, because you've gotten yourself into a little financial disaster recently. I have. Show, right? I have. The, I, you know what? I... I applaud I'm just the fact that you're you. saying that, yeah. even though you're trying to use it against me. <laughs> yeah. You will not. My sister and brother-in-law canceled all of their streaming services. They don't have cable. They are resorting back to DVDs. It's the price of everything is just crazy right now. And they're like, we're, we're canceling every subscription, every streaming service. We're going to stockpile our DVD collection. You know what? It, it, as long as you have a DVD player... Which I still do, and I still have DVDs and Blu-rays. Yeah, because you can get Netflix like a DVD subscription. I think still, right? I think you that, can. I think I Netflix don't because know. I don't know about now, but I know back in the day when Netflix first started streaming, um, you would go to watch something, and it was just like, "Sorry, you can't stream this," but that is a part of the DVD package on Netflix. Whoa. I think you could still get the DVD sent to you, like maybe like two and at a time. you can buy it or well, you're renting it? You can maybe both, but for sure renting. It's like okay. a renting plan. No, they're, you, so I did not know about that. No, they are like literally, they're buying DVDs. They're creating a DVD collection like what, probably oh what we had my. growing up so that the kids, when they want to watch them, then it's like, all right, go to the DVD cabinet and pick out what movie you want to watch. You know, yeah, for me, it went to, um, I went from having like the racks of DVDs yeah. and then I was like, this is taking weight much space up so i just got the giant catalog where i, I had to eventually throw all the artwork all the cases away and put just the disc in those things <laughs> you just flip and i still have all of those do you really yeah but then i went through this phase um where i was like this is years ago when i lived in um erlanger and i would just go down to the public library yeah. you can rent or check out dvds yeah and i that's how i caught up on so many tv series and seasons yeah. and I watched so many movies because you could rent like five or six at a time. When I was a kid, that's what we did. I mean, we would go to Blockbuster, but Blockbuster costed money. And the public library, you could, if you had your card, I'm pretty sure you could just you could. I, I remember check going, out. So we did that a lot, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Get some well, books, good. some movies, some DVDs. I'm like, they're just bringing back history. Do you remember the last time you put a DVD in and play, hit play? 
Actually, yes, because now that my nieces and nephews, which it's funny to see them because they're so young, uh-huh. um, the last time they came over to my parents' house and I was there and they're like, hey, we want to watch something. And they're like, let's watch a DVD because they're starting to get used to that now. And I turned on a DVD that my parents had and I didn't even know what to do. Are you do serious? you remember in the beginning? Yeah, I really couldn't. It's been so long. I know what to do. You know, in the beginning, how they have the little, I don't even know what it is, like the... Menu? It's like a screen size. So- yeah, the menu. What? You have to click play. It's well, kind of like. I know you hit play, but I'm like, this is so crazy. And it just has that song that loops. Well, this is kind of like character. if you watch, if you purchase a movie on like iTunes or whatever, and you yeah. watch it through your TV now, yeah. it'll take you to that screen. It'll say play or scene selection or Does extras. It? It's very much like a DVD menu, I don't, but I it's guess all I don't through your TV it. now. Whoa. Oh, well, my, it took me back. That's because you don't watch TV. You, you just Google everything. And, well, yeah, and I'm on Netflix and like, stuff like that. What happened in the movie Top Gun Maverick? You, I'll just Google it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually going to watch ends. that movie. I mean, do you remember being a kid and you have your friends sleep over and you wake up in the middle of the night and that <laughs> that menu loop is just playing over and well, over? I know what you're saying. DVD. I was a little old. I was in my 20s probably about that point. Okay, fair. But us, fair it enough. was just like, we. <laughs> <laughs> no. To answer your question, no, I don't remember No, that. you don't. Okay. But. My brother no. did wake up. Many, he tells me this story how he would wake up to the sound of that DVD loop. And if it was like a scary movie, it, the music would cause him to have a nightmare. Da-da, yeah, because it loops yeah. like every 30 seconds. <laughs> According to uh, someone that has seen this, I've not seen this at Aldi, but they're now selling a macaroni and cheese pizza. At Aldi? At Aldi. The- it's a 12-inch pizza. It's take and bake. Cost under 10 bucks. I know that you love mac and cheese. I know that you love cheese in general, but you tell me sometimes, you know, when it's getting a little later at night and you're looking for a little late night snack, you get the Kraft mac and cheese out, you make bake you a box. Add extra shredded cheese. Extra shredded cheese? Yep. You only, I mean, do you chop up hot dogs and put those in there too? I don't, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. That was my favorite childhood meal. Yeah. Um, I love mac and cheese. This mac and cheese pizza at Aldi, this is not new. It's not? No. It's like a special. So, okay. Oh, it's in there. It's probably in the Aldi Finds section. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You don't even realize the obsession that I I still kind of have it, but not like I used to. I was obsessed with Aldi. So all of their specialty foods Mm -hmm. that they, and they They come out with them. They have dessert hummus at Aldi. And uh, I'm not a big hummus person, but I do like stuff that tastes like chocolate frosting. Um, Yes. The sugar cookie one. So good. They have like, they had dill pickle hummus. I mean, Aldi. It's a hidden mm. gem, really. It's a hidden gem. I've known about uh, Aldi since 1990 when my stepmom was a cashier there, and she had to memorize every price of every item in the store because they didn't scan groceries. Whoa. All the cashiers had to know every item on the okay. store shelf. That is insane. We're I will back. say Aldi is not what it used to it, like. It's better than it used to be, though. Yeah. Because I, when I was a kid and we were going to Aldi, I kind of was like, ugh. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! No no! You know, it was not. Listen, it was not great. Yeah, rewind it. I was going four years before you were born. Yeah. Imagine how uncool (laughs) it was for us to go to Aldi. This place. And now it's like this new like. Oh, have you ever been to Aldi? I'm like trendy. Only 33 years ago. Yeah. I've been. I'm an original. (laughs) I remember when they put the carts in that require a quarter. No, they still do. I know. They didn't always. Oh. That's how long I've been going to Aldi. Yeah. Don't question my Listen, loyalty. I love Aldi. <laughs> I'm an Aldi super I'm Anna Marie for Aldi. <laughs> Jesse and Anna's Truth Jar. Jesse, today is your turn to answer a question out of the truth jar. Something we do every day. It's like a literal jar filled up with all different kinds of questions. So, uh, Jesse, 
What is something about you that doesn't fit your gender's stereotype? Should we switch this around and say what does fit your gender's uh, stereotype? Yeah. All right. You could also word this question. <laughs> what about you, Jesse, makes you not a man? No, according no, to a lot of people. Not okay. true. Well, one dude called okay. the other day. He's like, he, some guy, we were talking about me using the letter K in yeah. conversation when I re- read back to Anna. And sometimes I go, K. And one guy's like, Jesse, you're the most metro person I've ever heard on the radio. I'm like, back <laughs> yeah. up, sir. What does that, but whatever. I've not done anything to help myself. And by the way, I don't care about any of this stiff stuff. I am the way I am. Good. Unapologetically. Yeah, uh, I'd say the most n- non-stereotypical thing about me is my fear of fish. Oh, yeah. But this can also be applied to snakes and general critters. Creepy growlers. <laughs> okay. So I give okay. you, I present exhibit A. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's me touching a fish. Again, so this was many, five, six, seven years ago. I was at my mom's house in Iowa where she has a little pond, and they filmed me. I said, film this. I tried to take the fish off the hook, and I purposely had them film me because I knew if the fish moved at all that this would happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? What is that thing at the end? (laughs) Oh, here, I'll play the whole thing. (laughs) That's my mom, make sure you have that, all right? So that's my mom, that's my niece laughing really hard in the okay. background, all right? This, what you're about to hear, is the time um, I had a snake put down my shirt. Well. To face my fear of snakes. All right. Oh. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize how high I went there. That, that's high. So you've got the fish. Okay. And then you've got. <laughs> that's a snake. I, I hate, so. However, a snake peop- down anyone's shirt would make them scream. So let me tell you something that I've learned being on the radio and exposing this side of me, this vulnerable side and putting it out there. Yeah. The moment I stopped caring about what other people thought, mm-hmm. it made it so much easier. And I just own it. And I go out there. I don't like, still don't like taking fish off hooks. Ooh, yeah. I'll try. I'm not good at it. Yeah. And then guys will get online and women, everybody basically like, oh, my four-year-old niece can do better. And I'm like, good for her. Yeah. I can't do it, right? But then what you don't see is there's guys behind the scene that will send me messages on Facebook Messenger and like, don't tell anybody, but I'm the exact same way. Oh. And I'm like, do you know that there are so many more people, so many more guys like me yeah. than they will admit to because they don't want to come off as not being manly. Yeah. And I don't, whatever, I'm a good um, first of all, I'm a good person, but yeah. I, am a, I am a good man. Like, in a relationship, I would be a good man, a supportive person, somebody yeah. that's not super great at home improvement, but, boy, I think I can try. I, that's because, All the intentions Yeah, there. taking a fish off of a hook is not what makes you a man. But so I that's, have val- That's why these are stereotypes. Yeah. They're stereotypes. They're not... Yeah. It's not Bible for everybody. It's just what people think it might be. But sometimes I wish that this things like this... <laughs> Didn't live no, on the that, internet. Yeah. <laughs> now you're the way you scream is another Oh story. yeah. I mean, which one's worse? That, that one or yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I can't, I can't recreate that if yeah. I wanted to. Uh, yeah. I me, mean, I can't even recreate. You know who that. I gotta give a lot of props to for not giving me too hard of a time? Grover Collins. He doesn't give you a hard time about it? No, because I think Grover Grover's one of the most manly men I know, right? And yeah. he doesn't come down here and give me a hard time. He knows it's me. 
Right? He's like, just be yourself, Jesse. Yeah, nobody's. Yeah, so oh, yeah, yeah. just take yeah. that. All right. I hope well, that answered your question. Maybe the next time we'll ask you, what we'll do make... you do that fits a stereotype? Oh, I'm to think about that. <laughs> oh, what makes me a man? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can't think of anything. I was like, give me a day or two. I'll think about that. Uh, hello, 749B105. Jesse. Hey. I have listened to you for years. As long as you've been there, I leave town, and the first thing I know I'm home is when I hear you guys on B105. Oh, thank you. I'm telling you one thing right now. There is no doubt of your manlyhood. I've seen you in the speedo. Oh, God. God. That is I will say. Don't worry about what other people think. I'm telling you, you're definitely a man. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, boy, I'm uncomfortable. All right. Oh, he's turning red. Okay, hold on, hold on. And I, and I am an old woman, so I'm not, okay. like, it's not, a, come on, it is a true fact. You are definitely a man. Well, thank you, baby. So, <laughs> with Uh-oh. with yeah. great credentials. So. Oh, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> so thank you have a wonderful night, both of you guys. Thank you very much. Well, look how quickly wow. I, like, deflect the compliment. You are like, Stop so it. red. Stop saying yes. that. But thank you All so right. much. Yeah. <laughs> There's rusty. I tried to be rusty tacking that. There I go, thank you, baby. But then I just kept getting more and more embarrassed. Embarrassed. Thank you very much for the uh, the kind words. Oh, yeah. Jesse loves a good compliment. <laughs> I, do. I mean, yes, it's. Uh, I'm torn between embarrassment and uh, affirmation. Pete Rose has had a permanent ban against him for Major League Baseball since 1989 for betting yeah. on baseball and betting on the Reds. And he's appealed to Major League Baseball several times to get that uh, undone, yeah, so that uh, eventually he could be put into the uh, the you know, the baseball Hall of Fame, and the commissioner of Major League Baseball was asked about this in a podcast just the other day on a show, and he still says he thinks Pete's actions should result in a permanent ban. He thinks that he should permanently be banned forever, forever. But then he does something that I've not seen the commissioner do before, and he brings up the topic of whether. Because the ban from baseball automatically, according to the rules, means a ban from the Baseball Hall of Fame. And what he's saying, he goes, I don't necessarily know if those need to be based on the same rules. But he said he is a member, the commissioner is a member of the Hall of Fame. And he's like, listen, that's my stance. I think he shouldn't even be in the Hall of Fame. But again, that is an issue for the Hall of Fame board to decide. So So almost like Pete Pete Rose could make it into the Hall of Fame, but everything else... Yeah, he's banned from. Exactly. So everything uh, would stay the same. But what Pete wants is to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But he can't because it's against the rules because of the rules. So they could adjust he something, broke, something. Yeah. So and, uh, he, yeah. and he apologized again back in November of 22. So, you know, this is just kind of an ongoing issue. It is kind of confusing because the Hall of Fame should technically be for anyone who broke records and did well in the sport, right? Yeah. Technically. But if you get banned from baseball, you're not eligible for the Hall of Fame. Because why are we going to honor someone who's broken the rules? Consequences. All right. So, that, that, I don't know. It feels like an interesting discussion has been brought up, but I don't know what's going to happen from there. But if there's people on the board, they can ultimately change their mind and allow them in. But, yeah, who knows? Years down the road, maybe. Maybe. Hey, it's Jesse and Anna. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed listening, you can hit the subscribe button. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget, we are live in Cincinnati weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern. Stream us at B105.com.